Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Bachelor Blab. We are two gals here with a new artwork and a new Bachelor, but same podcast. So I'm Jackie Maroney here with Erin McNaught, and it's Matt James's season. I feel like I didn't even get a chance to blink from Tasha's season. I'm still, I feel unprepared. How do you feel? I feel like this just like sprung on me. I'm like, whoa, new Bachelor. I don't know how to react. I didn't realize until this weekend that it was starting today and my initial reaction and my reaction up until about 8.30 p.m. tonight was pure like anger that it was so soon. Like I needed time to recuperate from Tasha and Zach. I needed time to Google all of the bios and get to know all the girls. You know, I like to do my research. In the end for our bracket, I ended up just picking random names. I have no idea who I even picked because there was just no time. I didn't even sign up for the bracket. And that's my tea. <laughs> like I said, I was going to do it. And then just like too many things were going on this week that I was like, I always forget mid season anyway. I know I'm going to lose. So might as well just save $10, not bother. Yeah. Literally save $10. And so, yeah, I mean, who were your, I don't, I'm going to be quite honest. Like I don't even really know the girls' names. I have like some opinions on things that happen, but you know how I feel about the first episode. It's really hard for me to get into it. Yeah. I feel like I have some that I liked. I mean, overall, I am going into this season just one feeling that it cannot top the season of The Bachelorette we just watched. Mm -hmm. There's just no way. And I just genuinely, this might be sexist of me, but I don't enjoy watching The Bachelor as much as I enjoy watching The Bachelorette. I don't enjoy watching the girls fight each other as much as I enjoyed the boys inevitably mostly bonding. It's just yeah. so frustrating to see how it plays out for both and having it back to back like this already, right? With the boys, there's always some drama, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be some drama, some tiffs and things like that, but it's a lot of also beautiful friendships and things. And I just, I have very low hopes that we'll get that with the girls because we never do. And it's not that girls no. can't be friends with each other. Like that's not a true, uh, that's not a true narrative. So it's just, well, they're just all coming in with an agenda. Like every single person is, I mean, I, it feels very much like Peter season in that sense where everyone is coming in like with their hashtags ready, like with the memes that they're trying to be. Um, and I don't like that. No, as I was watching and hearing some of the lines that they were saying, I was like, you sat in your room and said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call Matt a whole he's not a snack he's a five course meal like girl you thought that out yeah great line but you thought you thought about that beforehand well it just gets exhausting like how long have we been doing this like it kind of started with Corinne I really do think she was the first one to really become like an internet phenomenon from The Bachelor and that was what how long ago was that seven years ago at this point and so we're gonna have constant seasons does everyone just like think they can be the next big thing because they can't be. Uh, We say that. Okay. So we say that, but then every single season you have at least a handful of women making a full-time career out of having been on one season of the bachelor. 
So it does work for those few that it works for. I mean, all those girls from Peter season didn't even get paradise and most of us absolutely loathed them and they still have a strong internet presence and I guarantee are not working real jobs. Not that I'm saying being an influencer is not a real job. I know that they work and they have to do things, but like we're able to quit their full-time day job career and make money on Instagram. I guess, like, I, I don't know. I come from the mindset, like, there, there is nothing wrong with that in my mind. Like, this is an opportunity. You're doing what you got to do. I, the thing with math season is I just don't think we're going to get, like, any – like, I don't see him as being ready for not only a wife, but not even, like, a long-term, very serious relationship. I still see him as, like, some – Tyler C's best friend, influencer, fuckboy. And I don't think that that is different in the past, like, six months that they've announced him as Bachelor. So I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised, this is my first take, if, like, he picks no one and just ends up still a Bachelor by, at the end of this. Like, I don't think there's going to be any love story here whatsoever. I think we're going to get love stories just because they have to give us love stories, but I completely agree that I don't think he's ready. He seems like a lovely person. Mm-hmm. When he is ready to get married, he will make a wonderful husband. He really totally. seems like a great guy, very respectful, very personable, charismatic, really good listener. But I, you know, you're not ready for a wife because ABC called you and said, please be the next bachelor. That does not make you ready for a wife. And the fact that you're already right. talking on episode one about how difficult it is for you to be vulnerable, like going on the bachelor is not equivalent to going to therapy. Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you need uh, yeah, to I do. Therapy first, and then maybe you can call them up when you've worked through that. But having never been vulnerable before in a relationship and not even able to tell your mom the last time you were vulnerable. Right. You're not ready. Right. I mean, and we haven't, not that like you have to have been on the show previously to be the lead. No, I know. I know you're not saying that, but I'm just saying, I think it does help in the sense that at least we can see that you, you were in a position where you were forced to be vulnerable and you at least had to do it to some extent because usually the lead is at least like, you know, top six, top four or something. So I feel like in doing the show once before, before you become the lead, you get like a li- even if you haven't gone to therapy yet, like a little bit of a taste of kind of what it means to really put yourself out there. But Matt hasn't even done that. So it's just like, he's going in real cold. That is a really good point. Um, I think that I, I didn't rank my takes, so I'm just going to give some random ones. Um, my first, my first little tiny take is just that Matt is really tall. I don't know where Mm -hmm. I've been, had no idea that he was so tall. Really. I'm enjoying the memes, um, of like him standing next to Chris Harrison and all the things that people on the internet have compared it to. Very funny Mm -hmm. here for the humor. Love it. Well, yeah, I always never like, is Chris Harrison short or is Matt like actually just that tall? He's six foot, like five or something. He's that tall. Oh, wow. And how do we know how tall Chris Harrison is or no? No, but I can Google it. Okay. Thank you so much. Cause I always thought like Chris Harrison was like a six foot guy, but maybe that was pretty five ten. Mm. So very average. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I did notice that, that he looked so small next to Matt. My question though, is why are they in like middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, 
to do this? Do you have any insight into why this could be? Because I am very confused. My theory, yes, I have a theory about it. It's because of the fall foliage, because this was filmed in the fall. So they're going to get the most picturesque video footage and fall dates by doing it in Pennsylvania. My question was, what the heck is up with the budget? Because poor Claire, not that... I'm sure La Quinta is a wonderful place, but Matt's being flown in on a helicopter and mm-hmm. there was basically just like shoved out of like a, like a Honda Civic. I know. And like, <laughs> even just the mansion itself that all these girls are in is beautiful compared to the the literal like Palm Springs motel rooms that they were at in La Quinta. Uh, La Quinta is like where I would have gone for prom weekend. Right. This place that they're at now is like where I would not be hope able to, to afford go. to go. <laughs> like where I would hope to go someday when I have more money. Literally. So I, um, I would yeah, love a breakdown of the budget because what the heck. How, one thing I w- did want to say is how did you feel about, um, I was really excited to like see a deaf girl on the show. And I think that's like amazing representation for a group of people that I like don't even know anything about. I thought it was so interesting that, you know, she does have like some sort of hearing device, but like also is reading lips, but also talks like in a way that like, obviously if she had never said anything, no one would have thought that she was deaf. And I just like, that was just like really interesting to me. I didn't really know a lot about that. Even despite the fact that I literally took sign language in college as like a second language and I still don't know that much about the community which just goes to show how underrepresented the community is and I just thought that was like super cool to finally have that on the show so I wanted to give a little shout out to that yes absolutely I loved that I think her name is Abigail yes it's Abigail she okay so is she the one who got the first impression rose yes that was her that got the first impression rose which I also loved they seemed like they actually had good chemistry they seemed to get along nicely she got the first real kiss I loved it for her and for him. She seems really yeah. sweet and genuine. I just, the, this goes to show like how bad I am with night one because I literally wrote down in my notes, like Abigail gets the first in question, first impression rose, question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, <laughs> is this the same girl? It's, I don't know. Like, is it just me? Or I think it's incredibly hard the first night. No, it is really difficult. What I did was I wrote down as I came out of the limo and I couldn't keep up with all of them, but as I came out of the limo, I wrote down their name and some, some quality that would help me remember them, whether it was the color of their dress or some thing that they said about themselves. And a few times when I went to take notes on somebody, I had to go back and look at that list. Now there's a whole bunch that I missed. Mm -hmm. I think that what ABC really needs to do is put their names every time they talk because they'll flash their names quickly, but they do not leave it up for long enough. Right. I agree with that. Because by the time I look up from my phone to the screen, I'm like, who is this? I almost hate to say it, but I feel like they pay so much attention to so many people the first night that I'm almost, on one hand, I'm like, well, that's the whole point. And like, you're supposed to meet like 30 something people and narrow it down. But I'm also like, like, who is going to be a major player is going to shape up really quickly in the next couple episodes and I just sometimes wish I could skip to that part and not invest time in people that are not going to be around for that long but that's me being selfish I don't think so I don't think it's selfish I mean I don't mind the first night I actually prefer the first night over the first like I like the first night 
And then I like when we get down to like the last six, everything in the middle is just chaotic. Yeah. I unauthentic producer fueled drama. And that's the part that I hate. Like, I'm already going to say like these trailers saying that this girl is like a sugar baby or whatever. Right. Go absolutely who off. Cares? <laughs> like, who red, cares? Get that red, get that head and leave. Like, I know. Um, I, we, we, I fully stand that. We do not know. I just, like, I hate that. They just are so just bringing each other down constantly. The only person real, well, there's two people that I don't really like. Obviously, let's talk about Victoria because she yes, is she's like one of the only ones her. that I actually wrote down. Queen Victoria. It's just what I see happening here, and this is going to be bad because she's never going to come on this podcast after I say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, not that cute. So her personality is clearly her overcompensating from the f- fact that she's just not that cute. I'm so sorry to say it, yeah. but you don't get to be a jerk just because you're not as pretty as the people around you. You don't. That's tea. To me, it's if she had come in and just been a genuine, nice, kind person, I wouldn't have, I would have been like, cool, but ugh. The whole thing was tacky. Yeah. But that's what I feel like all of them do in the first couple weeks. And eventually that will get weeded out and we'll meet like genuine real people. But it's hard to even have like strong opinions on where we're at now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, it's frustrating to see somebody like her because she's just being is just being such a blatant jerk. Like she's not being funny. She's just yelling at everyone. I don't know if she was overserved or if that's just well, her personality yeah. or what, but it was an, it was annoying enough to me to make me be like, I'm annoyed at you. Well, was it just me or did they like magically take away the two drink limit? Because I felt like everyone was wasted. Oh, I don't know. I didn't get that vibe. She was the only person that really came across as very drunk. But like you said, not a lot of people got enough screen time for me to really yeah, realize. I don't know. Dan pointed that out and felt that like literally everyone was going absolutely off. Um, and maybe they did that to just make the season more interesting because they were stuck in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. But really possible. So there's one other thing that I want to talk about that I also okay. am in. I'm oh, wait, I have one more too. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. You go because I feel like mine's going to be about who you're going to talk about. Oh, no, it's probably not. So one thing I shouldn't say that I like didn't like this because it's not fair, but I was incredibly taken aback, especially because I don't think we've ever seen religion like so, even though religion has been like important to a lot of contestants and a lot of leads. I, we've never seen it be like so at the forefront of literally a moment. And when Matt came out and instead of doing a champagne toast was like, let us pray. I, as a not religious person was like taken aback and was just like, oh, I would eliminate. But that's just me personally. That's my own personal view. And obviously everyone has the right to have whatever religious beliefs they want. But I was just shocked at like how much in the forefront something like that wasn't like how serious it was like he was saying a legitimate prayer I heard amen at the end and I don't know like I don't have a hot take about it I'm just saying like I was taken aback and was like oh wow I completely I completely agree the second he did it I was like "Mm, that's my cue to go I'm so sorry you because genuinely no shade you that is a value. That's great. Of course. I don't share that value. I would not be a good match for you because right. watching it made me uncomfortable. 
So I cannot even imagine myself standing in the room and everybody's coming together and this prayer start going crying and I'm sitting there going, oh, oh no, <laughs> what have I done? Right. Yeah, not Which, but you know what? If th clearly that is something that's incredibly important to him and it's good that he is totally upfront about that. And, you know, because like, like we saw with Ivan and Tasha, like sometimes, like those are really important things that you need to be aligned on in a relationship. And obviously if you're not, it's, it's really not going to work. I think that's like a really important thing that you need to be aligned on. So I guess it's like good that he yeah. was upfront about it. And, you know, so people know that this is really important to him, but I, yeah, I, I didn't know what to make of it. I was like, Oh, that was a, that was a weird, it was a weird moment. I've never seen Ali do that before. Like, no matter, like some, like Hannah B was religious. Tasha is clearly religious. I've just never seen someone be like, let us pray. Like literally Father Tom from my St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church that I did my communion at. It almost, I feel like it just goes to show how little he really cares about what people think about him. Yeah, which Hannah, is good. Hannah and Tasha were both very aware of what the internet is already saying about them and will say about them. And I am sure that that is why both of them kind of not downplayed, but just didn't bring up religion as much because it does turn some people right. off or away or whatever. I We will not be hating on anybody. You believe what you want to believe. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Everybody's beliefs are valid. But I, yeah, I, it, I feel like it just shows that Matt, he don't care. Say what you want about it. Well, that's good. I mean, if it's yeah, you like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna like here while you're saying your next thing. I'm gonna read my mom like just texted me. Does she have a take? I think she has a take. She said, Matt is really likable. I think this is going to be a good season. I'm pleasantly surprised. Let the journey begin. <laughs> wow. So I guess he's hitting it off with the moms. Oh, 100 percent hitting it off with the moms. Okay, so the other person that we have to talk about. I want to talk about it today, and then I never really want to talk about it again because okay. this is the second thing that's annoying me. So the second Kit stepped out of the limo, my eyes rolled to the back of my head, and I said, no, because she's giving me major, I'm trying to be, I am here to be the next Corinne vibes. But yeah. then when I dug a little deeper into Kit, her mom is Cynthia Rowley, fashion designer. Okay. So, and she already has like 50,000 followers on Instagram and her mom like works with people from bachelor nation. So like she's a producer plan. Interesting. And, she, and she's only 21. So girlfriend is not looking for love. Girlfriend is looking for more Instagram followers and more listeners for her podcast that she does with her mom and um, to be a character 100%. Wow. That is very good digging. Congratulations on those amazing detective skills. Well, I mean, like, I can't say I'm like that surprised in the sense that like she walked out and I'm like, this is a girl trying to, this, like, this is the next like McKenna who came in with her hashtags already picked out. So I'm not like that surprised, but yes, the length to which that she is going it just makes me because, think, like, what is the casting process like these days? Why do they keep bringing girls like this on? I mean, maybe in this case, like you said, she knows a lot of producers and, like, this is a producer situation. But a lot of these girls are so obviously not there for an actual relationship. They're to boost their Instagram following. It's so apparent to the entire audience. Why do the producers keep bringing them on? I think the audience has been incredibly clear that we don't, 
like this or do they or do they just not care and they know that these girls will say and do anything for screen time so they like that that more than they do an actual good pool of contestants I think that's exactly what it is they want people that they know that they can manipulate because they're all there for the same reasons which is to get views and followers and to get engagement right like the producers priorities and the contestants priorities are the same and not one of it is love for Matt James right that's true that's that's a fair point so they have similar priorities I am into a plot line of Kit and Victoria destroying one another very into that um could be fun yeah I'm just the Kit thing is interesting to me because I wonder if having a famous well-connected mom and dad I think her dad's like a famous artist um if that's going to serve her with a kinder edit because she comes across as not really a nice girl but her edit hasn't really been too bad so I just think that that's interesting because I can't really remember anyone else in Bachelor Nation that has come in with such prominent such a prominent family right let's keep an eye I did not put her in my on my team for next week I'm not necessarily rooting for her but so who is on your team I quite frankly could not even name four people that I think will make it to the final four but if you feel passionately about some top people I would love to hear your opinions well I picked Abigail because it seems that he really likes her yeah I think definitely making it to the top four I'm gonna put it on the table now maybe even top two Rachel Mm -hmm. um she will go far. They seem to have a good connection. She seems like she's getting a good edit, not too much screen time, seems normal and down to earth. So I think that she will go pretty far. Um, I really liked, I, I keep forgetting her name, but the girl from North Carolina who came in the pickup truck. I don't remember her name either. I really liked her because I thought she did such a great job of creating moments with him. So she drives up the truck brings him over to look at it. So they had like an elongated time together and connected over both being from North Carolina. And then they went back to the truck and they did the sweet tea thing. It just, she, she was smart about how she played it. And I, I liked that. So that's a good one. I definitely picked those three. Um, I picked Brie. She didn't get a ton of screen time. She was the one, she was the first one out of the limo in the bright green Mm. dress. She talked about having a single mom and opened up a little bit. So felt like, okay, I tried to pick people that I liked, not, and that might bite me in the butt, but. So no Adam picking your, your picks this time around? No, fully me. Still not that informed or thought through. Like I just, as soon as the episode ends, I just click them. Yeah. And I don't go back. I'm not overthinking it because when I do, I still pick the wrong people. And then I get mad at myself that I wasted so much time. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, I, I was doing so good and I actually think I'm a pretty good picker when I'm really on my game, but I always forget halfway through the season. And then by the end of Tasha's season, I just like stopped doing it because I'm like, well, I already lost from that one time I forgot, but I was doing good up until I was like in second place up until then. Yeah, you were. If you would commit, you could really make some dough. How much is even the the winning pool? Last time I think it was 150. Nice. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Next time. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anybody else I wanted to talk about. I don't really think there is. The only other thing I wanted to ask you, because this is what the internet obviously was talking a lot about. What were your thoughts on the vibrator joke? I, it's something that like, for me personally, 
I always think like, if I were to go on the show, like what, where, how far would I take certain things? Like, what would I, what would I say like on national television, whatever? I personally would not bring a vibrator onto TV and like use it as like my joke, my prop like that, just because I don't know, that's like kind of my boundary. Like my parents are going to watch this. Maybe my grandma, that's just like not something I'm comfortable with. But if she feels comfortable in that and like doesn't mind the fact that the whole world is going to see it, like some people have very different relationships with that kind of thing. And if she doesn't care, then like go off, I guess. Like I, I didn't really find anything wrong with it. It's not something it's again, it's like something I'm personally uncomfortable with doing myself, but I'm not going to tell anyone else like what to do. Like, I think Matt thought it was funny. I don't think it like was in bad taste. So what are people even saying on the internet? How do you watch this show and also get all the internet scoop like in the two hours? Cause I scrolled, I'm you, you search the, the bachelor hashtag on Twitter and then I just scroll it. Mm. So during commercial that's breaks, smart. that's what I'm doing. I'm reading all the tweets. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Obviously it was over the top. Obviously yeah. she was trying to make a scene. She almost gave me Alexis water vibes, water vibes in, in a less goofy way, obviously in more of a dirty joke way, but she mm-hmm. just seemed to make these dirty jokes and like poke fun. She held it up and did the toast and like to a long and hard night. Like all, I thought it was great humor. I loved how she talked about booping the pageant queen with it. And she was like, do I care? No. Loved that. And I was thinking the whole episode, I'm going to like this girl. She seems down to earth and real. And then those previews make her look like she loses it. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to be your champion now because I don't want to. Was there something specific in the previews that, or was it just kind of like alluding to that she's biting and kind of whatever? It was alluding to that she like yells at somebody. But maybe that person deserved it. I certainly hope, I certainly hope so because Katie, I thought that you were pretty funny and it was entertaining and dramatic in a not overly produced way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's Whereas what we need. Queen Victoria, that was corny and annoying and nobody's like that in real life. And if you are, you have no friends. Whereas Katie making those vibrator jokes totally could see hanging out with a group of girlfriends and somebody being the person that always makes those jokes and it's funny right yeah so it's dramatic it's entertaining there's a little shock value but it's believable that's I think my overall take is I don't mind over the top I don't mind dramatic but I want it to be believable and real not this fake nonsense yes I'm in that camp as well and I don't know why they can't just like let it go. Like let things happen. Like there's obviously always going to be conflict and drama. You don't need to manufacture these like textbook cookie cutter bachelor conflicts for the first five episodes. I'm almost like, I'll just skip to the end. Like see at hometowns, bye. Honestly, what I would love is a season where I want to know more about how do they decide what to wear? Do they do each other's hair? How are they doing their makeup? Is there drama about like the sharing the rooms? That's the drama we want. Yeah, seriously. And I'm sure there is plenty of that. Like, how could there not be? Like, they're how are they exercising? Bachelor mansion. They sleep in like literal bunk beds. That sounds horrible. Yeah, and they all do like weird at home workouts. I think. Um, I always think about the clothes situation because how do you pack? so many like floor length ball gowns and that's just for rose ceremonies then you need like 
outfits for literally every single type of weather imaginable cute outfits dinner outfits snow outfits bikinis and also like pajamas and stuff and toiletries and probably every single item of makeup you've ever bought in your life because you don't want to be unprepared right it's stressful um i read in an article when i was trying to uh research about kit and her parents um Chris Harrison apparently said, Kit had boxes and boxes of outfits shipped to where we were shooting the show. So maybe you can have things shipped to you. (laughs) I've actually heard that some contestants do that, depending on like when they start traveling, like depending on where they go, if they need like cold clothes or warm clothes. But so what do you do at home? You're just like, okay, mom, here's my box if we go to a cold weather country. Here's my well, box yeah, and then we- also too, like how would they let the mom know? Like how is the mom supposed to know while they're filming? Like, hey, we're, we're in Iceland now. If you don't hear from me in six weeks, please send me both of these boxes. I don't know. See, this is what I, I want to know more about. Yeah. I want to know who ate somebody else's breakfast. I want to know the living together, the roommate drama, who is annoying. Or even how that works. Like, I think they tell producers what kind of foods they want, and then they just go out and, like, buy the groceries for them. And sometimes I, fi- I hear that, like, someone does the cooking for the whole house. Sometimes it's, like, everyone does their own stuff. Yeah, that would be really interesting to know. That's what we need. Yeah, more of, like, a real world vibe. I was going to say, are we just inventing a new show? <laughs> This is a kind of because this show. is kind of getting like behind the smoke and mirrors of like what the show is quote unquote supposed to be. But I, I think so- we're past that at this point in our right. in our lives. Like the audience is past that point. We've broken the fourth wall several times now at this point. I think it's okay to kind of give us the real dive scoop. in. Because let's be yeah. honest, we're over the love with Matt James story already. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Yeah. So give me I'm something real. They also always look like so nice and like put together. Like who, how do they get their eyebrows done? Like I would need someone to go like pluck my mustache at some point or like how they all have like their nails done. Who did that for you? This is what we want to know. All right. Well, those are all my takes. That's what I got from the first step. Same. Do you have any rose and thorns? I have my thorn. Okay. My, okay. My rose is for Tyler Cameron. And I hope that we, first off, Thank you for being you, Tyler Cameron. And thank you for blessing us with Matt James because that is literally his only claim to fame is Tyler's friend. Um, and I hope that we see him. There, he was not in any promo whatsoever. And I find that incredibly odd considering like that's how we know Matt. He's not just like some rando they found off the street. Like, so I wonder if they're going to address that. But yeah, my rose goes to Tyler Cameron because always and forever baby Amen. you and me Amen. and my thorn is going to the pro- no i was gonna say the producers but that's stupid queen victoria i hate her goodbye that's it well, loved it loved your that was a good rose okay so i'll give my rose to matt james's mom she just seemed really sweet and nice and i hope we get to see more of her and Probably. my thorn, you know, I love a left field thorn. My thorn goes to Peter Weber <laughs> because oh him and Kelly broke up. And Peter, what yeah. is wrong with you? How many breakups did you have in 2020? How many breakups? Not that I care about, I cared about him and Kelly's relationship at all, but I was just purely annoyed that they're all over my newsfeed. 
get out of here. And I feel like it was some shady stuff because apparently she had like posted a picture wearing socks with his face and he's, and his mom are commenting how much he loves her on Christmas. And then on New Year's Eve, you're broken up. What is going on, Peter? What do you think happened? Do you think he was like being shady and like DMing people and kind of going that route? The story that I heard a very short snippet of was it was something about he was supposed to go spend some time with her family after the holidays and fly. And he pushed back his flight because it was his mom's birthday and he needed, and he wanted to spend more time with Barb. So the theory out there is essentially that it's Barb, but which I would totally buy that he just chose his mom over her too many times. Yeah, I could see how I could see Barb being a very polarizing figure in a relationship where like if you're on her good side, it's absolutely amazing. And if you are coming in between like her quality time with her son, she will ruin your life a little bit. Yeah. So I just I hope that one day Kelly tells us the real story. Yeah. I, I would love to, I would love to know that. I just want all the tea. All right. And that's, those are all my thoughts on tonight's episode of The Bachelor. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow us at Bachelor Blab. Follow me at JackaMurney underscore. Follow Erin at McNaughtReading. And see you next week. Let us know if you have any hot takes that we might've missed or glossed over. Slide into the DMs. Swipe up. Tell us if you just think we should skip all the episodes and just restart the podcast at Hometowns because I'd be into that. Yeah. Tell us if you want us to take a hiatus. Tell us if you hate us and want us to quit doing this. Tell us if you like the artwork. I think it's cute, but that's just me. I think it's cute too. Yeah. Great. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.